Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We have the numbers. We now know how did coronavirus truly affect the video gaming streaming world? And I'll tell you, it, it's very fascinating what these numbers represent, especially since, as you may remember, Mixer has announced very suddenly that they are, in fact, no more. We'll be getting to that, but in the meantime, I want to address a security vulnerability that was discovered all thanks to Apple's iOS 14 beta last week. It was revealed that the TikTok app literally spies on whatever your clipboard is. For those who are not in the know of what that means, it means that if you say copy something, whether it be a picture, some text, or whatever, the TikTok app is constantly checking to see what you're copying and then doing who knows what with it. TikTok said, well, that's a very strange uh, bug found in our app. Uh, we are we have patched our app immediately so that it no longer does that. And thus all was great in the world, except for uh, for the problem where uh, d- did you know that TikTok didn't do anything? Nothing. The latest version of the TikTok app still spies on your clipboard. (laughs) It's blatantly being spyware. There's no other way to describe it. (laughs) What else do you say to this? Now, I will fully admit, as far as social media platforms go, as a influencer by hobby i do not make a living off streaming podcasting or anything of that nature i do it merely as a hobby for funsies as they would say i try to be on as many social media platforms as possible to increase exposure that is in fact the whole point of being an influencer tiktok is One of them I am not on at all, and guess what? I have even less motivation to be on TikTok after this. The thing is, is that the iPhone platform, although there are plenty of security vulnerabilities, it's still a very locked-down platform. 
I would be horrified to find out what the TikTok app does on Android. And it was at this moment that Android users started just quickly checks, just like, do, do I have TikTok installed? Did, did I ever download that to go watch some funny link that that one guy went and linked me that one time? All of a sudden, it's suddenly a very concerning factor, isn't it? I will say this. We do record this live every Sunday on Twitch.tv. Chat is not surprised at all. That is, in fact, just how much TikTok has ruined, underlined, ruined their reputation as a whole but you know you know if you if you just want to like lie to yourself you could just believe what tiktok says and says that we we don't store any iphone clipboard data according to a report from the bbc tiktok claims that you know we don't store any of that data. It, 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 it's just kind of weird that that kind of totally happens. Bull! Bull, I say! You also said you patched it. And yet you still do it. Which is also why no one is surprised when TikTok was completely banned from India. In fact, actually, India has banned over 59 apps that originate from China altogether because of these security concerns. Hmm. Is it out of abundance of caution? Is it because India just doesn't trust China at all? You know, it's hard to say, but it is fascinating that an entire country has just straight up banned software. But then again, at the same time, you know, here in the U.S., we have banned Huawei hardware pretty much entirely. Uh so, you know, let that be a lesson, you know, maybe, maybe uninstall TikTok for a while. Let, let's, let's see how this story develops. Although granted, let's be perfectly honest. You know, you might be, uh, even if evidence shows that TikTok went ahead and stopped doing this kind of spying, would you trust that TikTok actually stopped doing it, or would you trust more that they just found a new way to spy without being detected? That is the question you have to ask yourself. Let's shift gears wildly, having no good segue to this next topic. So how many of you remembered that Evo might in fact be the only event that is actually going to be happening i take that back there is going to be a sgdq it's just going to be all digital eventually when is sgdq supposed to happen did i already miss it there's a decent chance i already missed it 
I don't know if anyone remembers when SGQ was camping, but I digress. Evo. The I forgot what the heck Evo stands for, but basically it is a gaming convention specifically for fighting games and many esports competitions ha- do happen during that, all revolving around fighting games. This year, Evo was going to be happening all digital since uh, 2020 happened. And because 2020 happened, all sorts of funny stuff happened. And yeah, you you, you get the idea. It was all going to go digital because of the coronavirus. However, it has now been fully canceled. Why? Oh, well. One of the Evo organizers... Joey, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Suliar, spelled C-U-E-L-L-A-R. I guarantee you I mispronounced that. I am terrible at pronouncing things. Uh, He was accused of uh, sexual harassment. You know, kind of following up on uh, last week's trend. Except his was so much worse. Because all of Joey's victims... We're underaged. Oh. You know, you're you're already at like a 10 out of 10, you're a bad person accusations. And then you throw that cherry on top. So naturally when this news came out, Every single major sponsor just started pulling out of Evo. And then Evo said, Well, I'll just read the actual post verbatim. This is an official statement from Evo on their Twitter page. It reads, and I quote, Over the past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations made recently, I'm sorry, recently made public on Twitter, we have made the first in a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. Effective immediately, Joey Sulier, who I, who I have most likely mispronounced, will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We are currently working towards his complete separation from the company and have relieved him of all responsibilities. Going forward, Tony Cannon will act as CEO. In this position, he will take a leadership role in prioritizing greater accountability across Evo, both internally and at our events. Progress doesn't happen overnight or without the bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are shocked and saddened by these events, but we are listening and committed to making every change that will be necessary in making Evo a better model for the stronger, safer culture we all seek. As a result, we will be canceling Evo Online and will work to issue refunds for all players who chose to purchase a badge. We will donate the equivalent of the proceeds as promised to Project Hope. That is the official response from Evo. And as it said, this all went down in under 24 hours. 
Wow. Chat actually did point out that one of the big gaming events, RPG Limit Break, has not been canned. Apparently, they are still planning on hosting a in-person event. I actually do recall this. I do. I actually do know a couple of streamers who have made uh, posts about this. Uh, one in particular that I'm actually uh, that I actually do follow pretty closely, uh, Mister Phenomenon. Uh, did in fact state state that uh, he would not be attending solely out of an abundance of caution as he himself does not have well he calls himself e- immunocompromised i'll just put it that way i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to make any other assumptions beyond that it's better to not do that So I actually do wonder how much an event like RPG Limit Break will be done in person. If I had to make a guess, I'm willing to bet RPG Limit Break is just going to... They probably are in, already are in the progress of this. Trying to find a way to reliably and cost-effectively do it online, more than likely. Especially as COVID-19 concerns are on the rise again. Someone in the chat is asking, what is Evo? Um, as I said, Evo is... Uh, it's basically a giant gaming convention, but mostly focused around fighting games. A lot of esports tournaments actually happens there. Focused all around like Marvel vs. Capcom, Super Smash Brothers, that sort of thing. But the fact that this all happened so quickly is actually very, very surprising. So with the background of all the sexually, sexual allegations that are going down without the, throughout the gaming world, we have a lot of small outfits, well, small with massive air quotes around them, Trying to create competitors to Twitch. Finding this as an opportune moment. You have all of Mixer trying to figure out what to do with its life. Now that Mixer is soon going to not exist. Twitch is looking very beaten up. As Twitch cannot possibly act fast enough to deal with the sexual allegations that are going against countless Twitch partners. Because again, if you missed it last week, it's easy to say just ban them. The thing is, is that just terminating contracts like that puts you in a very legal bind, to say the least. So Twitch has to do investigations, which more than likely will inevitably involve both lawyers and law enforcement. And once you involve the law, everything screeches to to a halt and moves very slowly as the law wants to be very thorough in the way it responds to anything because they want to make sure they get it right. So naturally, Twitch is in a very vulnerable position as many 
viewers and streamers are disgusted with the fact that Twitch is moving so slowly, TM. So many people are finding this as an opportunity to start new ventures into streaming. Well. Enter in Tencent. Tencent, if you don't know, is a Chinese company that specializes in making terrible mobile ripoffs of better games. And then injecting loot boxes into them to rake in tons upon tons of cash. Honestly, Tencent is everything wrong with gaming. But the problem is that Tencent also has a reputation with developers of being good TM. Because Tencent rakes in tons of money because they exploit loot boxes. Well, Tencent sees opportunity. So Tencent has launched a new streaming platform, and it's called Trovo. And I actually do know a few streamers who have shifted over to Trovo, as they have been kind of in a lull on Twitch, kind of much like myself, to be perfectly honest. I, I haven't actually seen a whole lot of growth personally, but then again, I do this as a hobby. I could care less what my numbers are. It's all for funsies for me. But I digress. This isn't about me. This is about Tencent and Trovo. Right off the bat, Trovo kind of just bombarded Twitter in offers trying to entice small streamers. Things like, we can get you hooked up with good sponsorship deals, TM. And all sorts of other cool, fascinating things. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Don't do it. Don't. Here, just for funsies. Just for funsies. Let's go to Trovo right now. Trovo.live. All right. Let's first make sure we mute the tab before something plays. Top stream right now on Trovo. Holy cow, it actually has a thousand views. I am legitimately surprised by that. The one in their little carousel here actually does have... 1,000 viewers, according to their thing there. And is currently playing what appears to be... What is that? GTA 5? No, Skuros. What the heck is that? I've never heard of that game. We have another one with some other guy. Wait, is that the name of the streamer? Skuros? I think that's... The, yeah, it's the name of the streamer. And he is currently streaming, quote, the Grand Theft Auto series. Whatever that is. the Grand Theft Auto series. Not, not, not a particular one, just Grand Theft Auto series. I mean, honestly, for the most part, the site just looks like a blatant 
carbon copy of Twitch. The front page, you've got a carousel of streamers. Some of these streamers only have 50 views. You got one guy with 1,000, another guy with 400, another guy with 150, then 67, 54, 54, 53. Huh. But then the rest of it is literally exactly like Twitch with recommended live channels, then recommended games, then recommended Grand Theft Auto series channels. I don't know why that's what... Then recommended Chit Chat, recommended Call of Duty Mobile, you, Valorant, and Radio. It's literally exactly like Twitch. I had, like, even the website layout. It's just such a blatant ripoff. The only difference is that their, their main color is, like, this, like, lizard green. Instead of this other thing. Chad's wondering what's wrong with 50 viewers. There's nothing wrong with having 50 viewers. Heck, I'd love having 50 viewers. The thing is that if you're on the front page, if you're on this front page carousel where people land and count as a viewer, for the discrepancy between one, one channel and the other to be 950, something doesn't smell right. Chat wants to know if Tencent is a Chinese company. Yes, Tencent is a Chinese company. They very much are. They're also the same company that made the uh, Pokemon League of Legends ripoff that Pokemon is officially sponsoring. Look, I'm just going to say this much. I hate Tencent. I really do. What they do in the gaming world is literally everything wrong with gaming right now. Tencent is one of the big reasons why mobile gaming as it stands is literally unbearable. Literally. Name a mobile game that you play and and don't feel dirty playing. Like almost all of them use these kind of gotcha mechanics. And Tencent just pumps them out. Just pumps them out. And granted, I'm not saying all mobile games are bad. Someone in the chat mentioned Civ 6. You can play Civ 6 on the iPad. You can play Stardew Valley on every single mobile platform out there. In fact, heck, when when um when my mother actually asked me, it's like, "Hey, well, if I shouldn't be pl- playing Candy Crush, what's a fun game that I should be playing that isn't a complete scam according according to you?" 
First thing I said, Stardew. Go play, go play Stardew. Just, just, just go do it. It's a good time. And there's got, there's plenty of other ones too. I do know the uh, Apple Arcade, although it is a monthly subscription, is all gotcha free games. And there are, and there are names on there I do recognize and recommend, like Terraria. I know is on there. Uh, one of the, one of the latest Shantae games is on there. Oh man, that reminds me. I was going to go check out the Android version of that, and then I never went and did that because I definitely have a whole bunch of spare time. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the viewership numbers in the streaming world. They are very fascinating. I guarantee it. You will learn something from these numbers. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Every quarter, Streamlabs and Stream Hatchet put together a large report of the state of the streaming world and just what the viewership numbers are. And for the last couple of years, or for the last couple of quarters, Twitch has been... Well, kind of just meh, just kind of flat, going up a little, maybe going down slightly. Then everyone panicked in Q4 of 2019 when they dropped, they dropped a slightly noticeable amount. Let me actually quickly get a calculator and calculate out how much they actually dropped. We take 2.6 billion. Divide that by the other number, 2.794. And you end up with it being about a, what is that? A 5% drop-ish? I don't know. I don't even know if that math was actually correct. But then in Q1 of 2020, that is January, February, and March, they jumped a very significant amount, jumping from 2.6 billion to 3.1 billion. And granted, we're talking total hours watched. Just to just just so you know, we're just throwing numbers out, out there right now. But that's the total watched hours. From Q1 to Q2, this is pretty much in the heart 
of the COVID-19 lockdowns. Watch hours on Twitch jumped from 3.1 billion to 5 billion watched hours. That is huge. You see another significant jump in total hours streamed as well. Jumping from 221 million to... I'm sorry, 121 million to 192 million. Again, a significant jump for Twitch. And the same thing for unique channels. Jumping up... What is that? Three, almost four million unique channels during the COVID-19 lockdowns. Now, what's more important, though, is the average CCV, the co-current viewership. This is how much viewers are watching and continuing to watch. It jumped from 1.4 million to 2.3 million. Big, big stuff. Now, I'm trying to remember when did uh when did Ninja move from Twitch to to Mixer? That was middle of uh I want to say that was Early 2020. I'm not 100% certain, though. Granted, my perception of time is now shot, and it's all 2020's fault. YouTube Live Gaming, however, also continued its upward trend. They actually didn't spike nearly as much as Twitch. They just continued their growth from Q3 of 2019. From Q1 to Q2, they went from 1 billion watched hours to 1.5 billion watched hours. Still a significant jump, but it's not the huge hockey stick jump that Twitch had. A similar sort of consistent flow on total hours streamed, 14 million to 16 million. Unique channels, though, on YouTube went from 800,000 to 1 million. Average co-current, this is the number that's going to matter the most. 498,000 to 692,000. Again, decent growth. Noticeable growth, but, you know, it's not the huge spike that Twitch saw.
Facebook, a very similar story to uh, to YouTube. Total watched hours, 550 million gone up to 822 million. Total hours, total hours streamed, 4.9 million to 6 million. Total unique channels, 130,000 to 203,000. And Facebook co-current viewers, 256,000 to 380,000. So they continued their upward growth, but it's not the huge spike that Twitch saw. Mixer, by far the most interesting story in all of this. Keep in mind, Mixer shut down saying they did not see the numbers they wanted. They saw growth. Total watched hours. They peaked in Q2 of 2019 with 113 million watched hours and then continued this slump in Q3, Q4, and Q1. Somewhere in there, was Twitch was uh, Ninja signing on? In fact, actually, let me go get a tab, drag it over here. When did Ninja? Why is it the first thing that Google brings up on auto recommend? Is when did Ninja die? <laughs> what? Anyway, it looks like the, the, the first hit I get is August 1st, but not mention the year. I have to assume August 1st, 2019 was when it happened. Yeah, August 1st, 2019 was when the move happened. So it was in. Uh, that would have been what? Q3 of 2019? Yeah, it's con- yeah, we can we confirmed. August that would have been January February March is Q1. April, May, June Q2. July, August. That's Q3. Would be when he joined. So Q3 and Q4, that's when you would have seen the growth from Ninja and they saw a slump. Nothing. Q4 to Q1 was when they signed on Shroud. They also saw nothing. A slump in watch hours. Q1 to Q2, they jumped in watch hours from 81 million to 106 million. Chat is saying he was on Mixer before he went exclusive. The thing is, though, is that you can't really look at that Cause like, that's like saying like, yeah, I'm on mixer too, because I have an account on mixer. When was the last time I ever streamed on mixer? 
The answer is years. Now, total hours streamed on Mixer is a mixed bag. They've had slumps. They've had slight growth. They've had slumps. They peaked in Q1 of 2019 with 36 million hours streamed. I should actually rephrase that. 36.6.69 million hours streamed. In Q2, they spiked all the way back up. To 36.3 million hours streamed. Unique channels. They actually hit a record high in Q2. You could see where the where the bump was from Ninja and Shroud moving over. Where they went from 3.8 million unique channels to 4 million unique channels. In Q2, they spiked all the way up to 5 million channels. And that is a record high. Average concurrent viewership, which is the number that actually matters. Because that's how much watch time you have. That is how much ad revenue you are going to end up bringing in. That's the number that advertisers look for. They had... They peaked at Q2 of 2019 with 51,000. And then in Q2 of 2020, they reached, they spiked from 37,000 all the way up to 50,000. So why, if they were showing... Great signs of growth. These are good signs. For Mixer, it was a sign that they had life. They could have sustained. But now there's not going to be any way to tell is is the growth going to continue because there's going to be no Q3 2020 report for Mixer. Because in a matter of few months, Mixer will cease to be. All their numbers will soon be zero. You know what this tells me? This is very telling as to when the talks between Mixer and Facebook started. There is no way you see this kind of growth... And think to yourself, you know what? It's time to sell. You'd wait for that number to start to plateau a bit. I think these talks have been talked about since February of 2020 of Facebook buying Mixer. The thought that this had to do with toxic employees saying racist sort of things in break rooms at Mixer a week before Mixer sold out. I think this confirms that that hogwash that we knew was hogwash is in fact 
hogwash. And the fact that Facebook didn't just buy Mixer and leave it alone, they're going to dissolve it and just offer straight up cash to Mixer partners to join Facebook. I'd say it's very telling. That being said, though, you know, you see that kind of growth. Facebook's co-current viewership is seven times what Mixer has, to be perfectly fair. So there you go. The last report we're ever going to see out of Mixer. Oh yeah, if you care about most games streamed, well, I mean... It, it it was, you know, Riot Games with Valorant. With 1.1 billion hours watched. I, I don't I personally don't care. I really don't care. Oh yeah, oh here we go. Specifically Valorant was five hundred and thirty-four thousand hours watched. Fortnite was hundred and seventy four thousand hours watched. PUBG Mobile which just the sole concept of that terrifies me, was sitting at 237,000 hours watched. I don't know. Maybe it's my ADD. I I could not play a game for that long. Did I say thousands? I meant millions every single time I said that. 534 million 237 million and 174 million. PUBG on YouTube is apparently big. All right, well, it's all YouTube's fault. Let's shift gears to actually new things that launched on Twitch that were just kind of very unofficial in the way they just kind of suddenly happened. First off, you can now gift a sub on Twitch for multiple months in a row. However, if you wanted to pay for your subscription for multiple months in a row for yourself, you still can't do that. But if I say wanted to go and look at my bot account and gifted a sub for the next year. I can do that, but I can't do it for myself. Odd. I I I don't know, man. I don't think that's uh I mean, it's it's your choice, Twitch. Chat wants to know if you could gift yourself. Probably not. I'm willing to bet you can't. You could probably gift the account named yourself. But that's about it. In addition, there are also new flare icons you can add to a sub badge. Chat is now currently uh <laughs> Yeah, cu- currently talking t- talking just like, "Hey, I'll gift you a year if you gift me a year." 
for the love of. Oh, boy. There are also now additional flare icons you can add to your sub badges. By default, they're a cute little silver badge if you're a tier 2 sub or a golden star if you are a tier 3. And it'll just automatically be applied. You can customize that. Just so you know. There's a couple other things, and I'm now drawing a blank on what they were off the top of my head. Oh yeah, partners now actually finally get something unique to them. I've actually been talking about this a lot, how partnership for a while was just more emotes for yourself on the Twitch platform and you have a check mark next to your name and that's about it. Partners now can also have up to four more additional emotes on their tier two and tier three subs. And those tier two and tier three subs can alter all the emotes with various effects, like turning them black and white, flip, flipping them, adding a thinking hand, and all sorts of other cool things. I, I'm actually kind of glad they had that. Oh yeah, and chat also is pointing me is also pointing out you get guaran you get guaranteed transcoding TM. It's not really guaranteed, but you have top priority of those transcoding servers. And trust me, you want those transcoding servers. Affiliates also get a priority, but it's lower than partners. All right. Speaking of Amazon and gaming, remember how we talked about uh, Amazon's first unique game, the game known as Crucible? Well, uh, this might be a first in video gaming history. Amazon's Crucible game launched at some point. I don't know when. It kind of just, I talked about it being developed. It apparently happened at some point, and now it hit the news again. Because it's now being unreleased. It released. And then they made it so that it's no longer a fully released game. It went back into development. What? So, yeah, apparently Amazon just decided they're going to unmake their game. That is going back into an unmade state instead of a made one. I, uh... Wow. While we're actually on the topic of uh, streaming... Because we're going to be shifting away from it as we progress further. Um, I do actually want to briefly mention that um, one Twitch streamer that uh, I'm not going to lie. This is going to see. This is probably going to ostracize me. But I've never heard of the guy. 
But Twitch streamer Wreckful has unfortunately passed away. And apparently it was, in fact, a... From what I heard, and I could be wrong, but from what I heard briefly on Twitter, I didn't look too much further into it because I had more important things to be doing, but it was a suicide. I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, but I'm going to say it. Please. If you're having those kind of thoughts, please get help. I can't stress that enough. So with no good segue out of that, Yeah, chat's talking about the story that's being shown on screen and the podcast goers. I'm just not going to tell you. I'm I'm not going to tell you about. Uh... Yeah, we know we're not going to talk about that at all. Why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> anyway, um, the Google has officially discontinued the Pixel 3a. <laughs> Their former flagship... (laughs) I can't even talk with a straight face. (laughs) Alright, I'll I'll briefly talk about it so the podcast isn't completely baffling. Apparently, someone decided to create a Animal Crossing butt plug, and it was, in fact, on the... uh, sort of on the side page of Kotaku of you may also like you know what I'm just gonna go copy that and uh, drop that in one of the meme feeds for an Animal Crossing server I'm in and just post that there and just say you're welcome alright moving on The 3A is officially discontinued. This was Google's super budget phone that had plenty of flagship features kind of built in at a very cheap price. In fact, having the rarest feature of them all, the mythical headphone jack! And it's gone. Yet another phone with a headphone jack is gone. That being said, though, it is rumored the Pixel 4a, the phone that will be replacing the 3a, does in fact have a headphone jack. So at least we have that. So at least we're losing one phone with a headphone jack for another phone. That will also have a headphone jack. Google has hit a bit of a snag. As the EU is kind of looking in to Google trying to buy Fitbit. Chat is also pointing out, because we are immature as all heck, that in fact the... 
Animal Crossing butt plug is not actually a butt plug. You, you know what? We're not going to talk about that story anymore. <laughs> How about that, chat? <laughs> Staying on focus, though. The EU is looking into whether Google's ownership of Fitbit would create any kind of monopoly. And uh, I don't know how you can logically make that conclusion. I think this is just the EU regulators being EU regulators. How can you logically say... That... Google, who has one attempt into the wearables technology for fitness attempt, is going to create a monopoly by buying Fitbit. I don't know if the EU regulators notice this, but um, Fitbit isn't exactly the number one outfit when it comes to wearable health-related technology. Number one is Apple. It's close, but it's Apple. Chat actually does ask a uh, important question. Are they looking into Google or Alphabet? Because there actually is a difference. And unfortunately, it looks like the BBC article does not specifically say they are just referring to the entity as Google. I would assume it's Alphabet, the parent company of Google. But I am not, I am not 100% certain. And Chad actually does bring up a good point. EU regulators are getting to the point of being just about as bad as patent trolls. With the amount of looking into and uh, harassment that they give other companies. Granted, some of it is justified. I do believe I actually have an article here. In fact, I do. You know what? We're going to move to it right now. That actually the regulation is completely justified. And the investigation of, and that is whether loot boxes are gambling or not. The quote, House of Lords Gambling Committee, which, by the way, might in fact be the most pompous, ego-inflating name for a committee I have ever heard. Can and, Could you make up a name that sounds more pompous than House of Lords? I'm sorry, sir. We are the House of Lords. Our our word is final, and you are gambling. That's what they sound like. That being said, though, I totally agree. Loot boxes are absolutely gambling. 
Chat is pointing out an important distinction that I actually did forget about in my segue. That uh, the House of Lords gambling committing is the United Kingdom, not the EU. So unfortunately, this story is not a positive help. This is not helping the EU's case at all in the amount of bullying that they do. We're going to take another break here when we come back. Is Apple really being eco-friendly with these rumors of the iPhone 12? Are they really? Are they? I'm going to be very curious as to what chat's reaction to this next story is going to be. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Apple! Apple's done it again. The experts on taking away things you use. They took away your headphone jack. They took away your home button. They took away your fingerprint reader. And now, Apple plans... On having the biggest think of them all. They plan on taking away your power adapter, power cord, and headphones in the box. In the name of being environmentally friendly. You can't hear that clap because this mic is not good at picking up clap. I need to figure out how to... I think it's my EQ. Anyway, imagine I did a slow clap. One day I'll have a button to do it, but I digress. The thought process goes that, let's be honest, you have plenty of these adapters. Don't you have just a drawer full of 5 or 10 watt USB power adapters, a whole bunch of lightning power cables, and then, of course, you don't care about those headphones. They're just, you know, El Cheapo $5 ones. You, you don't need them. I get where they're coming from. All right. I get it. Most of us do, in fact, have these. We already have a power adapter of some kind. 
Heck, I haven't used the... I think I have, like, the USB-C cable my Samsung S10 came with in a drawer somewhere. No, actually, I take that back. It's in my travel bag. The one I have with my laptop. It's in there in case I need to charge something with a portable battery. But the adapter itself, it's in a drawer somewhere. I don't use it, even though it's a very, even though it's like a 30 watt fast charger or something crazy like that. I just use the wireless charger I've had before because it's convenient. And really, I only charge my phone overnight. I get where they're coming from. And it probably creates a whole bunch of e-waste. And it probably, and probably the headphones, they're cheap, who cares? But hear me out for a second. All right, hear me out. I hear, and, and granted, this is a brand new, newfangled technology. I hear you can use this crazy thing called a website to purchase things. In fact, I think Apple has, with the magical invention of this website called Apple.com, able to, in fact, sell these devices directly on this newfangled website, and you can just go ahead and pick up something. Hey, let's in fact just let's let's go get one right now. Let's go get an El Cheapo iPhone SE, and just go ahead. And you know what's even better? On these websites, you in fact can just pick and choose how you want it. Let's say I want a nice. Nice blood, uh, nice black one to match my soul. You know, we just need a real, we just need a small one. We can just go, we can even go and pick what kind of carrier we want. And oh, look at that. We can have more add ons. So here's a thought make it an option to say omit the 10 watt charger. Because you want to go have one that charges it at a decent rate anyway. What a thought! Giving an option! Now. I will be more okay with this. If. Underline if. If the price actually noticeably drops. Because let's be honest. If the iPhone 12 Pro still starts at... What is what does this start at? What does the current Pro phone start at? It currently starts at a loading page. It currently starts at $1,000. If you omit, granted... The super cheap lightning cable, power adapter, and headphones. I admit, those are all cheap and probably cost Apple a grand total of $4 total to make all three of those things. 
But if there isn't a noticeable price drop, guess what everyone's going to think? Everyone's going to think you did it because you're a cheapskate, not because you care about the planet. Let's be perfectly honest. Actually, you know what this kind of reminds me of? This reminds me of when I w- when me and a driver were going through different truck options, and like on the um, on the commercial grade Ford F six fifty trucks, it cost you twenty dollars more to omit the radio. That's what this reminds me of. You had the radio installed by default, but if you wanted it removed, they charged you $20 to do it. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Except it's even dumber because this is a matter of just not including a thing in the box. Whereas Ford could at least say like, hey, you know, we, we, we always do this. Now we got to go in, remove it, and then undo all the wiring and just leave it professionally there and for whatnot. Uh, by the way, as uh, as someone who specs out vehicles for commercial use, uh, if you actually omit your radio because you want your drivers to focus more on driving and getting the job done than jamming out to something, you actually might be a soulless monster. I'm just saying. Just saying. Include your radio in your work trucks. I'm looking at you, UPS. I think FedEx actually omits theirs too. At least UPS gets theirs custom made by Freightliner. I don't know what FedEx's excuse is. They just use Mercedes truck or Mercedes vans. All right, let's talk about let's talk about more gaming stuff. We're we're an hour into this. And I haven't even gotten through half the stories. There is evidence of RDNA 3 GPUs in macOS Big Sur. We only have RDNA 2 GPUs yet. There's already evidence of a third generation RDNA, RDNA GPUs in macOS betas. Now, you know what's actually even more telling about this? It's Big Sur. This could mean that even though macOS 11, Big Sur, is the transitional platform for Max. They're using all Apple Silicon, right? But the fact that evidence of GPUs that don't exist yet are in the code, that means that Apple's going to use their own custom ARM chips for the CPU, but they still have plans to use AMD GPUs in their products. 
Interesting. Chat is hoping that the existence of these Navi 31 cards in the code means that when you boot up a Mac, when it used to give you the tone, by the way, it doesn't give the boot up tone anymore. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't used Macs in a very long time. I, I loved the tone. Like, like when I was, when I was refurbishing computers and granted it's, it's been a while. I kind of loved refurbishing Macs just cause first off on the software side, it was easy. Pop in leopard, pop in snow, snow leopard, and then just load up. iLife done. If there was anything hardware related wrong with them, well, you're just effed. There's nothing you could do. Hardware side, I fully admit, Macs are a pain in the butt to refurbish. Unless they are really, really old. Like, really old. But I, I miss the dong. Dong. And then also, if it was... And also, depending on which ver- how old the Mac was you were refurbishing... When they boot up for the very first time, you get like a nice little kind of jam to it. Do 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 do. Like I, I actually, I legitimately miss that. It's gone, by the way. It's been gone since macOS ten point what seven. XP had a little bit of something too. So did Vista, but like when you're just working in a dark room, just like, all right, load it up with XP. Load that one up with seven. Load that up with XP. Now I got to go find drivers up. We need to find Ram for that one. Just all of a sudden have like, the MacBook over in the corner, just like go dong, and then go do 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 do. It, it it like it was just like such a nice change of pace. It helped break any sort of droning depression that started forming as you were just like doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again on all on all two hundred IBM ThinkPads your boss just bought. Chat says loaded up with eight. When I was uh, working at that place, Windows 8 didn't exist yet. Once Windows 8 came out, that was about when they fired me, and then I started my own venture into doing it. To which then I made sure that my workshop had this crazy thing called lights. Maybe I should get back to the point. The point is, is that we should be seeing AMD GPUs still in Apple Silicon-based Macs. Apple, bring back the dong. All right, let's shift gears radically. We have a Reddit post from Tom, well, about Tom Warren. 
a writer for The Verge. He originally reported that the Xbox Lockhart project, a second Xbox in the Xbox Series X, would be a budget unit using a slightly underclocked CPU, but now he believes that it will run the same CPU with a different GPU as the Xbox Series X. All right, let's uh, let's get something out of the way here. You want to know why the console wars are stupid? Oh, Xbox is winning. It has higher teraflops or whatever the heck those are. That literally doesn't matter. And those of us in the PC space have known this for years. For years, we have known this. For decades, even. Because when it comes to raw teraflops, PC always comes out on top. Because PC, we can have thousands of watts of hardware to throw at a game. And no matter how efficiently a console runs, the PC will always, underline always, unless the developer hates PCs, have the superior picture. The reason that most games usually end up performing exactly the same on the Xbox and the PlayStation, despite the fact that the the Xbox Series X has more teraflops and... It's because games focus on the lowest common denominator when it comes to specs. The Xbox Series X is going to perform almost identically to the Xbox codename Lockhart. Because every single developer is going to target... The Lockhart. Or it's going to target the PlayStation 5. No developer is going to make their game look better on the Xbox and worse on the PlayStation 5. They're just going to develop to look one tier of good and port it to the other platform. The main reason that the PC can get better is because, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I I don't know the exact details, but it has to do with the various frameworks that you use on PC. They have the ability to to tone that sort of up and down. Consoles you normally don't. Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe Sony will, uh, or maybe Microsoft will prove me wrong here. Maybe game developers will, in fact, have a Lockhart mode and a Series X mode. Who knows? Speaking of Microsoft, they are now banning Forza players who had. 
who add offensive custom material to their digital cars, specifically the Confederate flag and swastikas. You're only doing this now? What? How long have you been allowed to do this? Now, granted, I do actually legitimately feel bad for Forza players who just want to make their car look like the crazy beater car from the Dukes of Hazard and do stupid stuff on Forza. I, I could see that. They don't mean any harm by it. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, it's the Confederate flag. What the heck did you expect? <sighs> good, good, good job, Microsoft. Good job. You caught up with the times. A leaked copy of NBA 2021 for the PS5 and Series X will apparently cost $70 instead of $60, which is hinting at the fact that next-gen games could see a price jump. Naturally, the internet is upset at the fact that games might cost more money. Well, I have mixed feelings about this. I really do. So on one hand... I'm not surprised because we've been seeing kind of a price creep on the, P- on, the P- on the PC side for a bit now. Unless you look at the indie, indie stage place. On Nintendo's side, we, we now see, you know, full price games on mobile platforms like the Switch. And in a world where Game development is getting harder and harder, and it is clear, it is underline clear that game developers have been trying to figure out some way to compensate their increasing cost to make games. Games are now far more complicated to make than they were, quote, back in the day. I mean, it's no secret. And as we mentioned last week, game developers don't receive a dime of the money for the game until development is finished. It is why a lot of games launch incomplete and then are patched later. So, I mean, it's no surprise to me, at least, that this is happening. In the end, we shrug, and then we just debate 
hey, is it worth getting NBA 2K21? Or should I just buy the exact same game for $60 by getting 2K20 instead? I'm just saying. (laughs) Just just saying, just use someone else's engine. Easy. Is it? Is it just that easy? It's really not, to be perfectly honest. Even if you say, do the move that Square finally did in no longer developing your own engine and use another one, use Unreal instead. Yeah, you no longer have to account for the time to develop your own engine. But that's still, it still is getting harder and harder to get the detail that games have. There is still a ton of work that goes into these games. And the fact that now you have a much higher end GPU and CPU to utilize that, people expect better graphics. People now expect real-time ray tracing. So there's all the learning of using that in addition to all of this to get all those beautiful reflections and such into these games. By the way, speaking of games, Dreams is going to finally be launched on the PlayStation VR this month. You know, so you know. I am actually very quickly running out of time, so that's all I'm going to talk about on that. I'm going to instead talk about Fortnite. Fortnite has finally left early access. You mean this whole time Fortnite hasn't even been launched? What? This whole time? What the heck does being fully released even mean anymore? For the love of... I... uh, uh, I, I, I... I just... You know what the best part is? Fortnite leaving early access. You know what it means? It means that, first off, the game will now be launching at a price. The content being released is going to be slowed for its solo save the world mode. And it does mean, however, the Fortnite Battle Royale mode will still be free to play. That will that is actually going to be its own game. But the solo player save the world mode 
is officially being spun off into its own game. Basically, you know what this means? It means if you are one of the 12 people who like save the world mode, um, tough. It's just not happening for you now. We're going to take another break here when we come back. Stadia has some new things to announce as well as Gravity launching a new game and still having no idea what the heck made Gravity so good in the first place. I, of course, if you don't know who Gravity is, Gravity is the developer of one of the most iconic MMORPGs of all time. Don't go anywhere. We will be back. All right. Welcome back. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Stadia has has a brand new feature to announce for all to enjoy a feature that I actually can't believe wasn't a feature until now the Stadia controller the one that by the way Steve from Gamers Nexus infamously had to take a Dremel to in order to get open because it is that user inaccessible to even clean now works wirelessly with Android phones. Are you kidding me? Really? It didn't work with Android phones until now. Wirelessly. I don't know. Would you want to go walk around with your phone Attach this controller and have a cable hanging off it connecting the two. Like already using a freaking controller, like about the size of the, I'm holding right now the Switch Pro controller, about this size. Can you imagine using that like so? And then having your phone strapped onto it. No! And only now does it work wirelessly. Thanks. Thanks for that, Stadia, I guess. That's an essential feature that was definitely needed. Google has officially stopped storing photos from WhatsApp and Instagram. So normally these kind of apps use Google's cloud space to store additional photos in the cloud in addition to locally. However, because... The COVID-19 lockdowns that, by the way, are just now starting to end. I say starting to. I want to stress that. There's rumors we might see more. I kind of doubt it. But I that, that's not what the story's about. The point is, is that Google is now stopping WhatsApp and Instagram from storing data on the cloud to help loosen up bandwidth. Despite the fact the lockdowns are beginning to end. 
smooth. Very smooth, Google. I don't know how well that picked up on cam- on mic, but I tried to slow clap again. Forgetting the fact that this mic, with its EQ settings, doesn't pick up claps all that well. I actually found this story very exciting. So, let's have a history lesson for a second. Long, long ago, back in the historic year of 2002, when the internet was starting to become a relevant thing everywhere, a company known as Gravity launched a first-of-its-kind massive multiplayer online role-playing game known as Ragnarok Online. And even to this day, it is iconic for its style of using 2D sprites on a 3D background. And most importantly, the fact that the game had no point. You could just go in there and just do whatever you want. Set your own goals. It was an open world where you could do whatever you want. You want to go and make the cutest little mage you want? By God, you could go do it. You want to go and conquer a castle and take some of your friends to go do it? You could go do it. You want to go gather a group and take on the Dark Lord of the great, great old old dungeon of, of glass time? My God, you could go do it. And Ragnarok Online, even at a second life, very quickly after its initial launch, as the source code for the multiplayer server itself, Aegis, was leaked. And thus, the world of Ragnarok Online private servers was born. In fact, one of the biggest Private server still runs this day seven years old now called Ragnarok Online Origins. Well, Gravity, who has yet to make another successful game anywhere close to as successful as Ragnarok Online was in the first place. By the way, Ragnarok Online still runs this day. In fact, there is a big patch coming out for Ragnarok Online soon including a level cap increase and new cat and new classes which is kind of shocking considering the fact there is a Ragnarok online 2 that failed twice actually but here is the actual story all of that's just the background to this Gravity is going to launch a brand new game, 3D models on 3D backgrounds, called Ragnarok Origin. Uh, I, I, I see what you did, Gravity. Good, good job. We, 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 we noticed you too. We noticed you too, Gravity. <laughs> this will launch in on July 7th, but it will be only in Korea. No global release planned. All right, so you're thinking what I am, right? You're thinking, my God, a re-release of the original Ragnarok Online, but with modern graphics on a modern engine. 
man, I can't wait for this in some way, shape, or form to come out to the rest of the world. Like, I would be legitimately interested. But then again, I'm also a weirdo who has been in the Ragnarok Online private server community since 2004. Man, I'm old. Now, the downside is that it is going to launch on mobile. Already, this is the first red flag. But, you know, I inherently have a native bias against mobile. Almost every mobile game I've ever played has always been lackluster and made by Tencent and went ahead and tried to harvest my wallet for everything it was worth. You know, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe maybe this will be the game that actually makes me go and feel good about firing up a mobile game. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I do play Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links and I feel dirty every time I fire it up. But at least I haven't given them money. That's what I keep telling myself. Now, you think there there has to be hope, right? You know, there there's bound to be something, right? It it could be good, right? <laughs> from the article from Dual Shockers. Developers from Gravity also stated Ragnarok Origin uses the known how the know-how of the, of the series so far to bring forth a satisfying MMORPG experience, despite beyond mobile. It also includes multiple innovations, like an automatic system to deter, deter players from cheating. An automatic system. What? Shin Takejun, who I have most likely mispronounced, stated the game is balanced so that you'll be using the auto function 40% of the time as you play. Wait, what? What the heck does that mean? What on earth is that supposed to mean? The blasted thing bots for you 40% of the time? What? Why? Oh, don't worry. You won't have to go and download an illegal bot program and, and risk... And, and risk your account being compromised that way. And risk being banned in order to go gr- grind cards because you don't want to spend all that time grinding. No, 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 no. We'll do it for you. Could you miss the point anymore? Look. I know I say this from the point of view as someone who has created, I would say close to a dozen Ragnarok online private servers at this point. 
I have dedicated over a decade of my life to modifying Ragnarok Online to do all sorts of crazy stuff it was never intended to do. Creating version of the server with housing that never existed. Creating custom classes. Heck, I had a Ragnarok Online server that a D&D game practically ran in. Every Sunday, we ran a D&D style story within a Ragnarok Online server. I still have those server files, by the way. Those were some good times. I, granted, I've done a whole lot of stuff. But, you know, even though I've gone and tweaked the heck out of Ragnarok Online, I still knew at the heart the sole point was the struggle, was the grind. That is what made Ragnarok Online beautiful to its players. And you include an auto function? There's only one auto function. I take that back. Only two we have implemented in Ragnarok Online in all the servers I've done. Auto loot in which items you want automatically go into your inventory and a feature called auto trade where a merchant stays in a vending state to sell its goods and you don't have to be online to do it. That's all we've done. And I admit both of those features were not implemented by me. I, however, did implement, and I'm actually very proud of this script, one of which that automatically changed the server from day to night mode based on the actual time of the server and also had working weather. I did make such a script. I think a couple other people made such a script as well. I don't think that script works anymore, though. The point is, is that gravity, you made Ragnarok Online of all the people in the world. You, you of all people should understand what made Ragnarok Online so good. How do you fail this hard? Over and over and over again. You manage to fail the community. Here, here, here. You want a free tip? You want a free tip, Gravity? Here's the free tip. Go to the crew of Origin Aro. First off, just just approach them and say, "Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna shut you down or anything. 
All right, we're we're not going to do that, but you know, let's talk. Let's talk for a bit. What has kept these sort of servers going so strong for so long? Because you'll notice something when you look at the private server community. None of us run vanilla Ragnarok Online as it is on the official servers. And it's not because we look, well, if you're going to want to go that, you just go to the official servers. That's not the reason. It's because we know the modification known as Renewal killed the game. And we literally go out of our way to undo what Renewal has done. Heck, in what little free time I have, I have been trying to find a way with the most modern version of the Ragnarok Online private server core to undo Renewal on it. And still have as many of the most modern features as possible. We're going to shift gears wildly out of Ragnarok Online as much as I could probably do an entire podcast on Ragnarok Online. I really could. I don't know if it's being picked up on the mic or not, but uh, apparently it is raining something fierce. I can actually hear the rain hitting the roof over my headphones. So if it is picked up on the mic, I apologize. I don't think it is. So uh, that pause and me talking about that was super awkward for no reason. In any case, Samsung has decided to leak all over itself and show off by complete accident or intentionally, depending on how much of a tinfoil hat you want to put on, the Galaxy Note 20. And it too appears to have an ultra version. But you know what I noticed is missing on it? Oh, wait, no, there it is. Never mind. It does, in fact, look like it has the crazy periscope camera. Chat 2 is convinced it is not accidental. But I mean, yeah. It does appear to have the wacky periscope camera, but there only appears to be two other cameras on here. We do have a time of flight sensor, it looks like, on the back. We do have a flash. It is using a very rectangular camera bump because, God forbid, Samsung decides not to copy Apple. I still can't get over this. They had a camera bump that looked good. The freaking camera bump on the S10 was beautiful. So why? Why did they decide to just say, eh, and just freaking do a square bump just like Apple? It's driving me nuts. Hey, Android phone makers, can you do me a favor? Have an original thought! Ah! Make your phone beautiful and unique. You did such a beautiful job with the S10. 
<sighs> and yes, chat is correct. You don't, in fact, have to buy it. It's true. You know what else you could do? Innovate! Oh yeah, there's no headphone jack, etc., etc. I would be stunned, underline stunned, if Samsung ever brought back the headphone jack. Now, all that set aside, it looks fine. Other than the fact that we're just blatantly copying Apple's design cue. I also want to point out, it looks like it is frosted glass or some kind of matte finish on the back with a glossy glass over the camera bump. So, you know, you know, just like the iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah. It is rumored to have, and this is actually kind of the crazy thing, a 108 megapixel main sensor. I'm going to be very curious how good that main sensor is going to be. You can have a giant megapixel sensor all you want, but if it's going to just create a giant noisy picture, who cares? Also, we have 12 megapixel ultrawide sensor and a 13 megapixel periscope zoom sensor. Chat doubts that it's, uh, that it is going to be 108 megapixels. I will stress, these are rumors. They are very much rumors. In addition to that, um, my webpage is not loading. Come on. It is also rumored that the Samsung Galaxy Watch 3 is going to be launching soon. The thought process is that, well, we have these leaks, and we could, in fact, be seeing all of these launch on August 5th. The Galaxy Note 20, the Fold 2, the Z Flip 5G, and the Tab S7 supposedly will all launch August 5th. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be kind of interested to see how the the watch the the Galaxy Watch 3 is cuz um my watch already broke. I'm pretty annoyed by that actually. Chat, someone in chat says they missed their Pebble watch that finally died. Yeah. I tried resurrecting my Pebble watch too. The battery in it is absolutely shot. 
Uh, so we'll see if there's going to be any major innovations. I really am hoping that there's going to be something new with the Samsung Galaxy Watch. Because even though it is probably one of the better not Apple watches, it's... uh. Yeah, there isn't really much to it. I'm not going to lie. Also, on top of that, Samsung does have an 8 terabyte consumer-grade SSD coming. 8 terabyte SSD. What? The heck. The cost at this time is unknown. The only thing we're seeing is that in this new lineup, the one terabyte is going to start at uh, $130. I would assume the eight terabyte model Is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of about $600, $700, $800, somewhere around there. One thing that isn't said, though. Oh, no, here we go. The form factor, however, if you're hoping that this is going to be 8 terabytes on an M.2, I'm sorry. It is, in fact, going to be a two and a half inch SATA SSD, which admittedly for your laptops is bad news. For me and my silly, crazy overkill micro data center, it's also bad news because there is no blasted way I am going to possibly spend that kind of money to up to load out my 16 bay storage server with this many 8 terabyte SSDs that's insane chat does want to emphasize that it is SATA and not U.2 these are consumer SSDs I want to say there's how big is a U.2 SSD. Oh, yeah. And for those wondering, no, my server cannot take U.2. My server is sauce and SATA only. It's not new enough to support U.2. All right. In any case, Windows shifting gear. Shifting gear with no, uh, with with no thing. Oh, I should clarify. U.2 is is not a server size. U.2 is a special kind of connector used in servers for NVMe speeds. Basically, a U.2 connector gives like four lanes of PCI Express speed, I think. I think it's four lanes per U.2 connector. And they're used for two and a half inch NVMe drives. Not to be confused 
with to you, which is in fact a a unit of measurement in a server cabinet. For example, my 16 bay storage server is a two U server. It takes up two U's in the rack. And also, as chat pointed out, U2 is not either of those two things. It is, in fact, a musical band. Now, with all that said, Microsoft released a new tool for recovering files. And it is available for free. No idea how well it's going to work, but free tools is always good. In addition to free tools, Apple is also offering a free service on their website to control your Apple credit card. So you no longer have to use your phone. So now in case someone steals your phone, somehow steals your credentials and starts racking up your Apple credit card, you're not SOL. You can now control that from a website, specifically card.apple.com. So... Yay. Amazon Prime Video. I'm not going to lie. The the Prime Video launch has felt awkward. It really, really has. For those who don't know, if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to some Amazon Prime shows and also can buy and rent movies on a Netflix like service however you have to go to a specific website to do it and if you want to get it on your TV you have to use a very specific kind of device a certain application, I think it's actually now much better. Like, before you couldn't use Roku. I think you can use Roku now. I'm trying to think what else there was. It was like, you had to use a Fire Stick. Uh, the Chromecast didn't work for a while. I think it now does. I think it now is, like, mostly on every single set-top box. But it was a very slow, awkward rollout for it. Chat is starting to confirm that it is on almost everything. Roku, the Fire Stick that I keep forgetting exists. The Chrome it is now available on Chromecast. It is also available on Xbox and on the PlayStation. So there is that. Well, now on your Windows-based system, you now too can also get your Prime Video apps if you don't want to use a web browser. You can now watch these Prime videos, but... You are restricted to 720p. Why? Why would you do this? <laughs> Why make the app? If it's just going to be a worse experience than freaking loading up the website. Ah! Amazon! What are you doing? Why are you so drunk at the wheel? <sighs> Someone in the chat suspects 
money. Here's my question then. How? If it was all about money, there wouldn't be an app in the first place. They'd just save the money and just not make it at all. It's not like you're losing a platform. They could just fire up freaking Chrome, freaking Firefox, freaking fire up Internet Explorer. It doesn't matter. Just load up a website. Why make the. Anyway, now that I have a migraine, let's switch over to a topic that is guaranteed to be much easier on the mind to comprehend the wonderful topic that makes perfect sense of BMW offering in-car microtransactions. Are you kidding me? Uh. All right, on one final note, because chat is still trying to deduce why. I would understand if the Amazon app limited to 1080p. But it doesn't. It restricts it to 720p. With that being said, let's talk about how BMW is going to sell you a fully featured car, but then charge you per month to use certain features. How if you want heated seats, you got to add a small fee per month into the system. If you want the upgrade entertainment package, just add a little extra per month if you want the ability to use your phone as a key a little bit extra per month the English language cannot sufficiently express how angry this makes me That's just all I can say about this. This is awful. This is absolutely awful. I absolutely 100%,000% hate this, and I find this indefensible. Period. Because here's the thing. This isn't you're renting a car and you pay a little bit extra to have certain features. This is you buy a car. It is your car. And you are being charged to use certain features of your car every single day. Month.
chat is trying to justify this with such things as you know i could understand if it's like paying to change the 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 car horn sound or for that sort of thing the thing here here's what blows me away it's your car it's yours do i pay extra to freaking change my wallpaper on my laptop? No! Do I pay extra to have my keyboard that already has backlighting built into it to activate it? No! This is, this entire concept absolutely irritates me. It really, really does. And this is, this is where I draw the line. I, it, it annoys me that it is the, well, technically you don't own that digital copy of the game. Technically you don't own this. Technically you don't own at, own that. I draw the line way before this. It is going to take one heck of an argument to convince me that this is fine. This is not fine. Now, the only... The only thing that makes me smile a little bit about this is the fact it's BMW. And if there's one thing I know about B&W vehicles, half of their life is spent in the auto shop anyway. So you know what? Those of you who go ahead and buy into buy a BMW car and pay a little extra every single month to go ahead and use the heated seats that are already built into the car, you know what? You deserve it. Enjoy that. The chat is pointing out Tesla does this too. Guess what? Actually, no, they don't. Te- Here's the thing with Tesla. And I actually talked about this too, and I hate the fact that Tesla tried to pull this stunt with the autopilot feature, that they tried to say someone selling a Tesla had the autopilot feature unlocked when they sold it. They tried to say that guy didn't pay for it, so therefore he doesn't get it, and they remotely disabled it. They reversed on that, by the way. The other thing is that with that, it is a one-time payment. One time. BMW wants this to be a subscription. No. Tesla doesn't charge a subscription. 
I'm not defending Tesla, though. I think this whole thing about paying to have functions unlocked is kind of scummy in the first place. But I can kind of, sort of, I'm like halfway there in regards to one-time purchases. Regarding unlocking certain features. But to make it a monthly fee, a subscription-based model, infuriates me to no end. The fat. All right. Now that now that uh, chat is understanding that it is mo- that it is. I only had half the article showing, and the half of the article I was showing on screen didn't show that it was monthly. It is monthly. That's the thing. That's the part that has me so furious with this. It's just, yeah. Just 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 yeah. All right. Let's shift gears to quite possibly just how hilariously vulnerable the PlayStation 2 is to exploits. The actual BMW release does not mention monthly fees either. Interesting. So they might have backtracked off it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, my final point on this, because we're now past the two-hour mark. We're now one hour over time on this one-hour podcast. That's now two hours. My final point on this. I think it is a t- I think it is bad to have you pay to unlock features that are already there in the vehicle that you own. I think it is so, so, so much worse to charge you monthly to use features on hardware you physically own. Now, if you're paying monthly to use hardware you physically own that connects to a server that they have to maintain, that's one thing. That's a different thing altogether. But like again, to the laptop analogy, if I'm if I have to pay like say three dollars a month to use the backlight on my laptop keyboard that is already there, I think that is indefensible. Now, if I pay say twenty dollars to use the backlight built into my keyboard that already exists there, I think that is still scummy. But that's better. That's where I stand. Because in the end, it's still hardware that I own. That the manufacturer is intentionally blocking and having me pay extra like a toll. I'm not a fan of that. No matter how I look at it. 
All right. PlayStation 2. They found a way. The homebrew community. To run hacks and, in fact, copied games on a PlayStation 2. And even run games that the PlayStation 2 shouldn't even be able to run. Like, say... Hopefully the article I have shows it. It does not, unfortunately. To run, say... Emulation of of a regular Nintendo Entertainment System on it. It's not... It's not a worrying security vulnerability. It's just... Very, very amusing. To say the least. I will tell you what is worrying. It's the last burb. The last story of the day. The strangest, weirdest, and in this case, most horrifying story of the week. Directly from the Disney Research Studios. Disney showing off their technology for deep fakes. And just how, I mean, deep fakes have existed for a while. To be able to use AI to recreate a face and actually do it fairly well. However, Disney's new face swapping and deep faking actually gets around a lot of the hurdles that current deep fakes can do and actually does it to a to a shockingly good amount of accuracy without a lot of the weirdness if you don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to deep fakes i highly recommend checking out uh a youtube channel called the corridor crew They're a group of visual effects artists that actually talk about a lot of the finer details in regards to the human facial structure and recreating them in CG. And a lot of the the details that make a face look off. Like if you ever see like a video game face and it's just like, wow, it looks really off. Something's not right there. Corner Crew actually goes over. It's just like one of the main reasons they're moving the upper lip and the upper lip never actually moves on a normal human face. That's actually one of the big things about it. Disney has apparently nailed how to do this to the point where we've got a picture here side by side, the real face and the deep fake. It is very, very difficult to tell the difference. And the only difference I can tell off the bat is basically lighting. And the eyes on the deep fake are very slightly lower. It's kind of kind of horrifying in a weird sort of way. <laughs> Chat's trying to try, trying to find holes in the thing I just said about upper upper lip movements. No, it's actually true. Your upper lip 
doesn't move on its own. There's no muscle there. It's the other muscles around the lip that actually moves it. But there's no muscle actually in, actually in the lip itself. But I'm not an expert on that. It's just something that's that I learned that's actually fascinating. And with that, that is the end of this particular episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. That went an hour and 11 minutes longer than I expected to do. Holy cow, it is an actual downpour outside. Folks, thank you for listening to this episode. I do encourage you, check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, that airs every single day. A very short, very quick little roundup of a tech story and analysis that airs wherever you found this podcast. iTunes. Frickin' Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, literally everywhere. And check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. We stream a lot of stuff stuff there. And you can just ask me questions there. Take care. And I'll see you next time. You know, it's kind of funny. We always talk about how Amazon or Google is going to be the next Skynet. I'm just putting it out there. Disney, next Skynet. Just straight up putting all of Hollywood out of business by just having virtual actors at all times. They're buying up everything, and soon Disney will buy Google and then Microsoft and then Amazon oh we'll become one with the mouse you're all doomed modern leaders it's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence it's more than their intelligence that we admire what truly matters is their humanity Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.